Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with this sermon entitled, Endure Hardship, preached July the 13th, 2014. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 5, verse 5. The title is Endure Hardship. James 5, 7 through 11. In James 5, 1 through 6, he spoke of the exploitation and cruel oppression of the filthy, wicked, rich, oppression of the poor Christians. They did not pay their daily wages. They used the courts to rip poor people off their small plot of land. The rich were hoarding their wealth and fattening themselves for the day of God's slaughter. The cries of the poor laborers already reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. The wicked rich will be punished in history and at the end of history when Christ the judge will return to punish the wicked and save his poor people. The second coming of Christ is imminent. It is the next event in redemptive history. The corrupt preachers of rich countries preach. They say, receive Jesus. He will make you healthy, wealthy, wise, powerful, and famous. Don't believe this lie. Jesus and his brother James did not teach it. It is a different gospel. Jesus taught his disciples to endure hardship, to turn the other cheek and be long-suffering. They did not teach us to liberate ourselves by revolution, violence, or terrorism. We are to love our enemies, pray for them, and be patient in suffering. We are to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. So we read in 1 Peter 2 and verse 21, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Remember what Jesus spoke to Pilate. 
Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scripture be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? Jesus prayed, not my will but thine be done. And he went to be crucified. He tells all his disciples to deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow him to death. Right now, Christians are being persecuted and killed in many countries like Nigeria, Kenya, Pakistan, Syria, Iran, Egypt, Iraq, and other countries, while the Western world say nothing. And they send the money, your money, sir, being sent to these countries. So James counsels in this text, 5, 7 through 11, 2, Endure hardship. We read in Proverbs 20 verse 22. Do not say I will pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord. And he will deliver you. Endure hardship. To be patient in affliction. To wait for the Lord to write all wrongs in his time. About seven times in this passage by various words we are asked to be patient to wait and endure hardship. And we read three imperatives in this text. Three commands. And I will preach from these three commands. First, be patient with difficult people and terrible situations. Verse 7 and 8. And three examples are given. The prophets, Job, and the farmer. Second, to strengthen our hearts. That's our responsibility. To be patient is our responsibility. Number three, stop complaining about fellow believers. First then, be patient. Paul said the same thing. Be joyful in hope Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans 12 verse 12. We are to be patient in the midst of affliction. We are to praise God and not curse people and situations. We are to be long-suffering until the parousia that is the coming of Christ the judge who will right all wrongs and deliver his people. Trust God. Rest in his word. Pray always. Hope 
in the glorious appearing of Christ. Live a holy life. Build each other up by your spiritual gifts. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Scripture. Friends, we are given grace not only to believe in Jesus Christ, but also to suffer for him. Philippians 1 verse 29 For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for him. It has been granted. It's a spiritual gift to believe and suffer. What type of suffering? Matthew 10, 17 through 22. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Friends, the purpose of divine eternal election is not to make us rich and famous, but to make us holy and blameless. So we read, be holy because I am holy. Christ will have a holy bride, a pure virgin. God ordained suffering as part of his program to cleanse us from evil and make us holy. So Paul said in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Romans 5, 3 and 4, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produce character and character produce hope and James himself says in chapter 1 2 through 4 consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So let us learn from the prophets. Prophet Micaiah, you remember him, was persecuted while 400 lying prophets of Baal ate at King Ahab's table. 
Listen to what the writer to the Hebrews is speaking about the suffering of God's people. Hebrews 11, 32 through 38. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon and others. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lion, quenched the fury of flames. Women received back their dead raised to life again others listen sir others were tortured and routed tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison They were stoned, they were sold in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. You still want to believe in Jesus, sir? The liars, the frauds, they told you receive Jesus and get wealthy. The world was not worthy of them, they wandered in deserts. And mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. We are speaking about God's people. Oh, there were other prophets. What about Jeremiah? Jeremiah 2 verse 2. He had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin at the Lord's temple. Jeremiah 38 verse 6. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the cistern of Malkijah, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the God. They lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud. And Jeremiah sank down into the mud. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den the three Hebrew children were thrown into the fire and Jesus speaks about the prophets oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you friends Jesus the prophet was crucified The author of James, that is James, the brother of Jesus, was killed in AD 62. Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified. Learn from the prophets. Number two, let us learn from Job. James says, you heard of the patience of Job and you have seen how the Lord blessed him in the end. The believers came to know about Job by reading the Bible. In order to be patient, we are to read God's book. The devil predicted that Job would curse God if God would afflict him. So God permitted 
the destruction of his children and all his properties his own wife counseled him to curse God and die a cursed death and all his friends turned against him Job himself was afflicted with severe diseases yet he never cursed God he continued to trust God and God blessed him he did not die we are told he was blessed by the Lord and he prospered for many years because God is rich in mercy and his love for us is great Jesus Christ is our compassionate high priest the writer to the Hebrews tells us in chapter 2 and chapter 4 but the truth is other people of God others were killed and God did not deliver them from death God was pleased to take them to himself Jesus friends conquered death for us by his death on the cross Christ lives and because he lives we will live also forever he has given us eternal life and we shall never perish we are eternally secure in his mighty hands what does the Bible say about the death of God's people Paul says for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain that's what he said he also said dying is better by far he said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord remember he was caught up into paradise while he was living the Bible says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints and the Bible says blessed are the dead who die in the Lord and we read in Romans 8 neither death nor life or anything else in the whole world is able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord next let's learn from the farmer behold the farmer in Palestine the farmer waits expectantly for the precious fruit of the earth grain wine and oil and so forth so he patiently waits for rain God promised in his covenant love early and latter rain we read about in Deuteronomy chapter 11 then I will send rain on your land in its season both autumn and spring rain so that you may gather in your grain new wine and oil the farmer waits patiently and the Lord blesses his work and he is provided for with food no rain 
no food but thank God he sends us rain so then we are commanded to suffer patiently until the coming of the Lord but the truth friends he has not come yet it's been 2000 years he has promised to come New Testament gives us over 300 references to his second coming. One reference for every 13 verses in the New Testament. He has not come yet because he wants all his elect to repent and be saved even those yet to be born. So Paul says in Romans 2, Oh, do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? Or 2 Peter 3 verse 9, The Lord is not slow in keeping with his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. Second Peter 3.15 Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. But the truth is he will surely come. Only the Father knows when. But he is coming soon. In Revelation 22 the writer tells us three times that he is coming soon. Revelation 22 7 Behold I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. Revelation 22 verse 12 Behold I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give it to everyone according to what he has done. Revelation 22:20. 20, he who testifies to these things says Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, God is just, he will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire and with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So what do we do? He may not come in our lifetime. Be patient. Occupy until he comes. In other words, live for God. Do the business of living. Until he comes or until we die and be with Christ and be with the spirits of just men made perfect and with millions and millions of holy angels in joyful array.
Number two, it recommends strengthen your hearts. Jesus himself strengthened his heart as he thought about his crucifixion and he set his face toward Jerusalem. Luke 9 verse 51. Strengthen comes from that word comes the word steroid. Make strong, sir. How can we who are weak endure hardship in this world with patience? We need to be strong in the Lord. We are commanded to strengthen our hearts. We are to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Our strength is in the Lord. When we are weak, then we are strong. Let's read the scripture that tells us how to be strong. Colossians 1 verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience. And Colossians 1 verse 29. To this end I labor struggling with all his energy. Which so powerfully works in me. Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. We are to know his incomparably great power for us who believe. Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And Ephesians 3, 16 and 70. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power. Through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 5.18 Do not get drunk on wine which leads debauchery. Instead be being filled with the Spirit. Acts 20 verse 32 Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We have a responsibility to strengthen our people. Acts 2 verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The word of God will strengthen you. And to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. We must pray, sir. 
On reaching the place he said to them pray that you will not fall into temptation friends when you sin you don't fear god you don't love god you never prayed you never read the bible you never sought fellowship you never asked the holy spirit to come upon you and strengthen you in your inner being you are independent you are arrogant God strengthens us so that we can be patient and enduring. And number 3 stop complaining against one another. Husband against wife, wife against the husband and all that always it's somebody else's problem. as we face hardship and affliction for the name of Christ we are tempted to take our frustration upon our loved ones fellow believers the people of James's church were doing this James tells them stop it the greek text tells us stop it they were not strong in the lord they were not long suffering toward people or patient toward difficult circumstances they were not fixing their eyes on jesus and be strengthened by him we read in hebrews 3:1 therefore holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling fix your thoughts on jesus the apostle and high priest whom we confess hebrews 12 verse 2 let us fix our eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame sat down at the right hand of the throne of god our complaining points to our arrogance our independence and neglect of the means of grace we are to bear with one another in love not complain against we are to love one another as christ loved his church and gave himself to the church Saint Paul tells us in Philippians 2:14 do everything without complaining or arguing. And he tells in 1 Corinthians 10 do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angels. Don't murmur against one another, one another lest you be judged. Behold the judge is standing even now at the door. Stop murmuring against one another. The Lord will discipline us for our sin. He stands right at the door. And Paul says this is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep. Judge you are standing at the door and making you sick. And Hebrews 12 verse 11 no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it 
Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy without holiness. No one will see the Lord. Friends, sufferings are God-ordained for our good. He commands us to be patient as we endure hardship. What he commands, he enables us to do. So stop murmuring. Strengthen your hearts. In this incomparably great power of God. Which is available for us. The incomparably great power. To us word. Who believe. Even as we face martyrdom. You'll be killed because you believe in the Bible and behaves according to the Bible. So prepare yourself to suffer. But there is always a way out. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And sometime the way out is death itself. It is better to die than deny Jesus Christ. Friends, Troubles cause us to trust God who raises the dead. Paul says, indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Troubles cause us to examine our life, confess our sins, and find mercy. So when you are lying down, all those sick people, why don't you think and examine your life and say, what sin I committed 30 years ago, 27 years ago, God will deal with us. Troubles cause us to draw near to God. Troubles cause us to turn to the word of God which is able to build us up, strengthen us. Troubles cause us to be prayerful. Pray always. Troubles cause us to go to church and to hear the word preached by God-ordained minister of the gospel. Troubles cause us To enjoy fellowship of the saints who will stir us and spur us on in the narrow way of holiness that leads to heaven. What St. Paul counseled timid Timothy is for us also. What did he counsel timid Timothy? 2 Timothy 1 Eight, do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Second Timothy 2 verse 3, endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. 
Second Timothy 2 9 for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal but God's word is not chained. Second Timothy 4 5 but you keep your head in all situations endure hardship do the work of an evangelist discharge all the duties of your ministry. Jesus says to the suffering, Blessed are you. James says in verse 11, We consider those who are suffering as blessed. Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And James himself said in chapter 1 verse 12, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he had Stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Jesus may not come in our lifetime, but be faithful until death, and I will give you a crown of life. Friends, Jesus may not make us rich and famous. He surely will make us holy and blameless for us to dwell with God in eternal joy. For without holiness, no one will see God. Friends, Jesus says, Behold, I am coming soon. And let us say, Amen, come Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we heard the word. Help us to understand the word. Help us to do the word. Jesus said, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Bless your people, O Lord, and strengthen us in our inner man that we will be able to endure hardship, to be patient in affliction. By the grace of God. This we pray in Jesus name. Amen.